At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Back here on The Look Ahead, I'm Scott Seidenberg on VCN, the Sports Betting Network. You can always hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Hit us all up on the network at VCN Live. The NBA Finals begin here on Thursday. And, you know, I was thinking about this during the Rangers-Lightning game, game one of the Eastern Conference Finals, that the Rangers won 6-2. to two. And it was obvious that it was... The, the rhythm defeated the rest because the Lightning just didn't look like themselves and they've had such a long layoff. Does that now, like, did, did, it, did it change my thoughts about the Golden State Warriors who have not played since May 26th as opposed to, you know, the Boston Celtics who just finished out their series on Sunday, the 29th. So we're talking three extra days. No, 26. Well, they would have to be 27, 28, and 29. So you get three extra days of rest for the Golden State Warriors. Does the rust come into consideration for them? I think, if anything, when you look at the rest that both of these teams have been able to get, probably benefits... Well, benefits both of them because they're both getting players back that are injured. I think for the Celtics, they need their injured players more than the Golden State Warriors. Like for the Golden State Warriors, the fact that Gary Payton, Otto Porter, Andre Iguodala, all questionable for this game, and there's the possibility of one or three of them playing, that's great. That it helps the Golden State Warriors bench. And Otto Porter, I think, is a, a, a big piece of their bench. For the Celtics, it's not about, you know, missing anybody per se. It's about they, they need Robert Williams healthy. They need... Marcus Smart, healthy. Because if any of them, if if either of them are banged up to the point where it's affecting their play, it's going to be to their detriment. Look at Marcus Smart's numbers there. Playing a lot of minutes here. 
playing a lot of minutes. And rightfully so, the defensive player of the year, what him and Robert Williams are able to do collectively, defensively, together, is what makes them so dangerous. The Warriors haven't faced a rim defender like Robert Williams yet. And his ability to get out and help on, on whether it's picks or just get out on the perimeter and help on somebody, it's, it's one of the things that has changed about the Boston Celtics since January and why they have been the best defensive team in the league since that moment or since that point. Maybe you want to pick out a particular moment. I mean, it was, I think it was Jason Tatum who said the moment that it all turned around for them or when he felt it was the big turnaround was after a loss to the Knicks, which I guess was January. I'll look it up right now. It was January 20. Where's the loss here? Well, January, I guess, yeah. Oh, I guess it was January 6th that they lost to the Knicks. And that was, they blew a big lead, and R.J. Barrett hit the three at the buzzer for the win, 108-105, the final score. So, yeah, they blew a huge lead because the Knicks outscored them in the second half of that game, 61-42, to and won the game on the buzzer beater. And Tatum said it was after that loss that, Everything turned around for them this season. Now, on that day, after that loss, they were 18-21. and And they finished the season uh, 33-10 and after that moment. (laughs) So maybe there was a big turnaround uh, from there on. And they didn't lose after that game. And you know maybe something you know clicked and clicked with them. They lost uh, once to the Sixers. Then there was back to back losses to Charlotte and Portland, and a loss to Atlanta. And then they started those long winning streaks. You know, win a bunch of games in a row, lose, win a bunch of games in a row. But the 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 stat that you can bring up is since January first, the best defensive team. In the NBA, and it's not just um, it's not just you know it, it's the, the the net rating, it's the team's um, opponents' uh, field goal percentage, opponents' points per game, everything. It's just been remarkable the uh, turnaround that they have had since January, where they have been the best team in basketball. But the second best defensive team has been the Golden State Warriors. And I think not many people acknowledge how good defensively the Warriors were this season, right? I mean, there was a point where, I mean, we looked at it. Let me me see um, what the numbers were by the end of the season. But we had talked about the Golden State Warriors being one of the best under teams in the NBA. In fact, let's see. They finished the year. Well, I guess they finished the year. Yeah, so they were 51, 45, and 2 to the under. So they were a little, they were uh, better to the under, obviously, than the over. But at one point during the season, they were the best under team 
in all of basketball. And I remember during the season talking about it and, and wondering, is it because the number is just inflated because of Golden State and their scoring prowess? Or is it because this team defensively is actually really good? And they were. And, and obviously they um, were, you know, they had stretches uh, of, of injuries and guys missing time. Steph missed games not once but twice. Draymond was out for a while. So there were there was moments where they were not a hundred percent and and Clay coming back from his injury, right? Steph Curry starts the year like a man on fire. He's by far the MVP favorite at the beginning of the year. He then cools off significantly. He had one of his worst collective like statistical seasons ever. And his numbers in the playoffs are actually kind of very close to his numbers in the regular season this year. So, which haven't been, you know, obviously they're not bad. Look at him, 25.9 points per game. But this season, he shot his lowest um, three-point percentage of his career. He had his lowest field goal percentage of his career and his lowest scoring. Well, no, no, it wasn't his lowest scoring output, but lowest three-point percentage, lowest field goal percentage in his career this year. He had a down year. And still, the Warriors are where they are now. And, And... What's the biggest reason why they're where they are now? Is it because of the core three that everyone's talking about with the experience with Steph and Clay and Draymond? Or has it been this influx of youth? Jordan Poole, Andrew Wiggins, Kaminga, Moody. Moody had big time minutes in the, in the Dallas series, right? But you just look at this team, and it's 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 very interesting the way that they have you know won all of these games. It hasn't been all about Steph Curry and Klay Thompson and Draymond Green, Jordan Poole, Andrew Wiggins is only twenty seven years old. Jordan Poole, first round pick a couple of years ago. You know the, these guys played important roles for them during the season. Jonathan Kuminga played a big role for them during the season. Otto Porter Jr. You get contributions from Gary Payton and Damian Lee and Nemanja Bialica, Kavan Looney, Moses Moody. Up and down the list, I mean, this is a a deep team, and I think you can you can acknowledge that it's a deeper team than the Boston Celtics. Because after, let's say, Grant Williams, Derek White, who else off the bench is giving you the big-time contributions for the Boston Celtics? Peyton Pritchard, maybe? That's about it. Three guys on the bench? 
That's it. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. So the deeper team, if healthy, if Iguodala's back, if Peyton is back, if Otto Porter is back, the depth clearly favors the Golden State Warriors. Is that enough to push you towards the Warriors winning this series? And specifically in game one at home as a three and a half point favorite. We'll talk more about this NBA Finals coming up next. Jason Logan from Covers will join me here on the program. I'm Scott Sadenberg. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Scott Satterberg back here with you. This is the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. You can always hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on air, S C O T T S O N A I R. Wanted to take a look at the current betting splits for the NBA finals. Right now, we have the Golden State Warriors as a three and a half point favorite with a total of 212 and a half. Currently, 76% of the bets and 87% of the handle is on the Golden State Warriors. Uh, 67% of the bets and 69% of the handle is on the over 212 and a half. I honestly have no feel for the total. I have no idea what's going to happen in this game. I don't. And as far as the Celtics and the Warriors are concerned uh, with the spread, yeah, I mean, all signs do point to the Warriors, but I'm on the Celtics in this series. And I think that they will steal a game in San Francisco. Will it be game one or game two? I think that maybe it's game one is the best chance they have. And I think I'd rather take them in game one and, and then, or, or, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of intrigued by Boston a lot. Like, let's say they lose game one. I, I don't think they're out of the series. and I might even consider buying in on them to win the series after game one. Saw it happen against Miami. They dropped game one coming off the game seven, and here they are uh, in the NBA Finals. Talk to, uh, let's talk to Jason Logan from Covers, uh, who will join me here uh, on the show as we preview the NBA Finals. You can follow Jason on Twitter, at CoversJLo. And Jason, when, when you look at the price for this series, with the Celtics being lined, excuse me, the, the Warriors being lined up as the favorite, and it's a little more 
than just home court. So is it priced fairly to you right now? Um, I mean, it's not that much of an edge. You see it out there, minus 150, Celtics plus 130. Uh, I think it really comes down to this game one, this, this, the, the first game of the series, and if the Celtics can flip home, home court advantage, it's going to be in this game one. This is the healthiest we've seen Boston since they swept the Nets. Probably their best shot. Warriors have been sitting a little stagnant. Boston still fired up and playing from that that do or die mentality against the Heat. So I look at game one as a as a shot for them. I don't necessarily agree with the game one line, and I am betting Golden State in that game one. But I think the, I think the, the the series price is is pretty good considering um, what both teams are bringing to the table right now. The Warriors have more ways to win this series where they can make drastic adjustments to things, more depth. They're not as reliant on, you know, one or two guys to score. They can get points from all over the place. They go in with offense. They go in with defense. So I do see the Warriors as having kind of a, a, a better chance to adjust to anything that, that Boston may throw at them. Where Boston, I feel Boston almost has to play perfect every single night. And I think defensively is what is the key for Boston. Like, they have to be locked down defensively to win this series. They can't allow Golden State to get 118 points. That's not how they're going to win this series. Yeah, the, the biggest thing and what you didn't see uh, against Dallas in the last round from Golden State is, like, Dallas didn't really have a rim protector. They kept their heels above the three-point line and defended the perimeter, but there was no one to change shots. And Golden State basically just took whatever the Mavs was giving them, and which was a lot of cuts and, and back screens and open looks inside and scoring a lot of points in the paint. Boston has a Robert Williams there to change shots and plug it up, and he's fast enough and long enough to, to recover on help side. Um, you know, Golden State's going to move the ball around. They're really going to make Boston work on defense. But um, as long as Williams is healthy, I think that defense has a great shot. Now, you know, he's got to stay healthy, and that knee is a big issue. Um, the finals is somewhat set up better than those past series where there's extended two-day breaks in between games and extended breaks in between swings and uh, swings and venue. But, um, I mean, really, uh, for me, Robert Williams is, is kind of the linchpin of this defense and if he can protect the paint. As far as the prop market is concerned, uh, <clears throat> where would you be looking here in game one? Would it be to back Steph Curry, uh, Clay Thompson, maybe fading him after that big performance in the closeout game against Dallas? Any angles you're looking at here for game one? You know, I've kept it real simple for game one so far. Um I haven't really dove into the big prop markets. I'm really interested to see, um, you know, what what Golden State come, comes out and what they do. Uh, I know they're not going to be able to rebound as well as they did against Dallas and own the offensive glass. You know, Boston has some guys that can crash the boards. Robert Williams is big on that offensive glass, defensive glass. They're going to not give up as many second-chance opportunities as the Mavericks did. So I may look to some of the under-rebound totals for maybe a Looney or a Draymond Green something like that, maybe even a Wigan. Would you agree that, uh, looking at the finals MVP market, that if the Warriors win, it's going to be Steph Curry no matter what? I, I don't see a path really for anybody besides Curry to win the MVP if the Warriors win. Can you make the argument for a Draymond or a Clay? Yeah, or a Jordan Poole or an Andrew Wiggins. I think with this particular Warriors team, if you're on board with the Warriors winning, I don't think it has to be all Steph Curry. And that's the amazing thing about this team is that they can have a bad night from Steph or a bad night from Clay, but Wiggins and Poole and Draymond 
in that bench, that deep bench, they can make up for it. So they're not as dependent on those kind of key superstars like a Clay or, or a Curry like Boston is with a Tatum and a Brown. I have a I have a futures ticket on uh, Jordan Poole to win MVP. You know, this is this is just this kind of series for him. He's an energy guy for them. Uh, he's a guy that can come off the bench and pick up some serious minutes, and 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 he's a guy that I, I think they're going to lean heavily on to kind of match the the youth of Boston. And then Andrew Wiggins is really proving to be one of the better two way players in the NBA. So I mean, if he comes out and has a solid offensive series, this guy is an All Star and continues to play defense like he did against Dallas. Why not Andrew Wiggins as well, too? So I, I think the the value, if you believe that Golden State is going to win this, I think there's great value in taking some of those other guys, specifically a pool or, or Wiggins. I'm not shy about it. I've let my audience know. I've tweeted it mm-hmm. out. I got my Marcus Smart ticket at 100-1 to 1 to be the uh, MVP. Uh, way ahead of the market here. He's at 40-1, to 30-1. to 1. I've even seen him down at 20-1. to 1. And I'm mm-hmm. on the Celtics to win this series. And I think there's a legit path for Marcus Smart to get here, a la Andre Iguodala in 2015. Exactly. If he completely limits Steph Curry, Curry, and Curry averages only, you know, 22 points per game in this series. And Marcus Smart contributes offensively with 25 points a game in maybe three out of the four wins that the Celtics will need to win this series. I mm-hmm. absolutely think Marcus Smart gets the writer's nod for the MVP of this series. And like I said with Williams, it, the, the series cadence is set up well for Boston considering the injury issues that they had and having guys in and out and playing at less than 100% during those last two, you know, grueling seven-game series, they get a chance to rest. They get breaks in between games, and that definitely helps with Marcus Smart, who's kind of been going around a one-good foot for, I guess, the majority of the postseason so far. Yeah, I, I think there's absolutely a case made for Marcus Smart. Uh, as far as shutting out Seth Curry, like I said, the Warriors don't necessarily need him to mm-hmm. score a ton of points. And we saw, like, Jason Kidd threw a lot at him and did that during the regular season, too. Threw a lot of Curry, uh, and he's become more of a point guard, point guard, a distributing point guard. We saw his assist totals and playmaking rise as well, too. Um, So, I mean, Curry's kind of a guy that can, you know, we all know him as hitting those big shots, scoring a ton of points, but he's a guy that can manufacture points in other ways through assists, especially with the ball movement, the -the off-the-ball cuts, and just the the kind of that fluidity and in-sync offense that the Warriors always have. Absolutely. Uh, How do you handicap the coaching? Obviously, Steve Kerr has got the experience, right? This is his sixth NBA Finals in five seasons, all those wins as a player as well. Mm -hmm. But Ime Udoka was on the bench with Greg Popovich for all those years going to the (laughs) NBA Finals. You know, I know it's his first time. And yes, we've seen first-year coaches win, what, the last two seasons, right? So uh, how do you handicap the coaching here? Uh, I got to give Kerr the nod simply, you know, experience is there. Um, but also, too, like I said, he has more to play with in terms of making adjustments, different ways to win. We forget how good this Warriors defense was it, right behind Boston in terms of defensive rating during the regular season. They've had kind of ebbs and flows as their lineup has changed here. But Steve Kerr is a defense first coach, much, much like Boston. So, um, you know, th- this is a, a Warriors team that. You know, Kirk can put the clamps on for defense. Uh, he's getting guys like Peyton back, uh, Otto Porter Jr., and uh, potentially Iguodala. And, and that gives him, you know, he could roll out a lineup of like Draymond Looney, Peyton, Iguodala, and uh, 
and Otto Porter, and I don't know if anyone's getting any points at that point. So <laughs> yet. He has a lot more chess pieces to play with in terms of in terms of what the Celtics have. Well, it's certainly going to be fun to watch, Jason. I appreciate the time and the insight. Enjoy the finals and game one tomorrow night. All right, you too. Thanks for having me on. There he is, Jason Logan. Check him out on Twitter, at CoversJLo. Uh, does a great job there for Covers. I'm Scott Satterberg. Hit me up on Twitter, at Scott's on Air. Coming up next, we'll take a look at the prop market here for game one of the NBA Finals coming your way on Thursday night from the Chase Center in San Francisco. The Warriors are three-and-a-half-point favorites. Total of 212-and-a-half. I'm Scott Sadenberg. This is The Look Ahead here on v the Sports Betting Network. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Answer the call of cash with DraftKings Connect to Victory Challenge, sponsored by Verizon. Play for free in this nine part prediction pool series and take your shot at grabbing a share of $45,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Verizon now to join the action. Verizon America's most reliable 5G network. Terms and conditions and other eligible restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. It's the look ahead on VCND Sports Betting Network. Wanted to look ahead to game one of the NBA Finals on Thursday night. And let's talk about the prop offerings that are available. As we look at the DraftKings Sportsbook and we see the point totals for game one with the highest point total on the board being... Not Stephen Curry. I was waiting. See, I was testing you. I wanted to see if you were going to guess. Nope. 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 Steph Curry's got a total prop of 27 and a half points. The top scoring prop is Jason Tatum of the Boston Celtics. 28.5 points for Jason Tatum. So uh, predicted top scorer, Jason Tatum. The market telling us that Steph Curry is the second top scorer. Behind uh, Tatum and Curry, coming in at third, 24.5 points, is Jalen Brown. After Jalen Brown's 24.5 points, we look at Clay Thompson's 20.5 points. And beyond that, there's no one else in the 20 range the highest uh, next double-figure mark is Andrew Wiggins, 16.5. You got Jordan Poole at 15.5. And, and on the Celtics, Marcus Smart, 14.5. Those are your top point scoring props for Game 1 of the NBA Finals. And just taking a look at the stats so far for the playoffs. Jason Tatum is averaging 27 points per game. Jalen Brown averaging 22.9 points per game. So 27 points per game for Tatum is a little right below what his prop is for game one. I I, kind of lean towards the under on the Jason Tatum number here for game one at 28.5 points per game. The under is actually minus 120 up on the DraftKings Sportsbook. 
And as far as his, let's just look at Jason Tatum there. You'll see his rebounding prop is at seven and a half. Tatum so far this postseason averaging 6.7 rebounds per game, where there could be a little bit of value. Jason Tatum assists is over under four and a half. The over is at minus 150, and for good reason. Tatum is averaging 5.9 assists per game here in these NBA playoffs. Speaking of assists, Marcus Smart is averaging 6.2 assists per game, and his prop is set right now at 5.5 assists, also heavily juiced to the over at minus 140. The other assist totals that are juiced to the over, Draymond Green at five and a half. And if we take a look at Draymond Green's uh, numbers here in these uh, playoffs to see what he's been averaging, Draymond has been averaging assists-wise 6.3 per game. And his prop total here is at five and a half. So you look at those and you think, all right, well, I got two guys that are averaging over what the prop market is offering us here in this category of assists. Think those are decent looks. Those could be decent ways to take a look at this. Uh, Rebounding totals. The highest total, let's see, you got 9.5 for Kevon Looney. Looney in these playoffs is averaging a total of 7.7 rebounds per game. Now, this, to me, feels like an under because you have a guy who is averaging 7.7 per game. He now has to face a rim defender in Robert Williams another big inside in Al Horford, and yet his total is at nine and a half? That doesn't make much sense to me. What does make sense is that the under is at minus 145. Al Horford's total is at eight and a half rebounds per game, and Horford has averaged 9.6 rebounds per game. Give me the over. On Al Horford rebounds, that is also juiced at minus 145. But yeah, give me the over on Horford rebounds in this game. Eight and a half, and he's averaging almost 10 per game. I mean, he's the highest on the uh, on the Celtics right now. Hmm. That is not, I don't know, I, I, I like it. Draymond Green's at seven and a half rebounds, and Draymond Green in this postseason is averaging 6.9 rebounds per game. So that's a look at the uh, prop offerings there. Points, rebounds, assists. This is always an interesting one. I love the PRA stats. You got the highest total here on the PRA right now at Jason Tatum, 40 and a half. And so let's think about that. For Jason Tatum, who is averaging... Let's do all of his averages. 27 points per game. We do 6.7 rebounds per game. So now we're at, what, 33 
5.7 rebounds. And then we add 5.9, so I take out my phone, 33.7, plus 5.9, because that's his assists. And we reach 39.6 on average for his points, rebounds, assists in these NBA playoffs. And his total is at 40 and a half. So a full point or rebound or assist above just all of his average numbers. For Steph Curry, he's at 38 and a half. And in these playoffs, Steph Curry's uh, Steph Curry's averaged 25.9 points per game. You add that to his rebounds and assists, which is the 6.2 rebounds and the 4.9 assists as we take out our handy-dandy calculator. And that's a total of 37. So his total also, it's actually a point and a half above the averages for points, rebounds, and assists. Jalen Brown is an intriguing one to me. He's at 34 and a half. The only reason why I say it's intriguing is because Jalen Brown hasn't had the assist numbers. So really here for Brown, it's like you're handicapping points and rebounds. And he averages 22.9 points, 6.8 rebounds here in the playoffs. But points and rebounds, like his point and rebound number right now is 30 and a half. And his point, rebound, and assist number is at 34 and a half. So the question is, do you think he gets four? Do you think he gets four and a half assists? And the reason why I think this is so intriguing is because if you look at his assist prop, it's at three and a half, and it's minus one seventy to the under. So now, just just think about this. This is important when you're trying to bet these props. Take a look at that. What? the market is giving you here is not exactly a good bet. Or maybe the under is the good bet. Because his line is set for him. If you take a look at his points prop and his rebound prop, his points plus rebounding prop, and then you look at points, rebounds, and assists, there's a four and a half gap there. But yet his assist total is three and a half Heavily juiced to the under. So maybe an under on PRA for Jalen Brown going into this game one. All these fun prop offerings, Chris, there's so much we can get into. NBA Finals begin. I'm excited for it. I hope we have a very good series because the NBA playoffs so far, with the exception of you know maybe the last uh, game seven with the Heat and the Celtics, uh, it's been a dud. But hopefully that game was a sign of what's to come here for the NBA Finals. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Coming up next, get back into the Stanley Cup playoff conversation. The Rangers with an incredible performance over the Tampa Bay Lightning in Game 1. And you got to wonder now, it's never too early to think about awards. So, when you think about the MVP of the Stanley Cup playoffs, it's called the Conn Smythe Award. Talk about it coming up next. This is the look ahead here on VCN the Sports Betting Network.
This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check the current betting splits data. The betting splits page will show you where the money and bets are moving for every game, and now it's updated every 10 minutes so you can see changes in all the action. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way vcin is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vcin.com. Scott Sadenberg back here. It's a look ahead on vcin, the sports betting network, taking a look at those betting splits for the NBA Finals. Currently, 76% of the bets are on the Golden State Warriors, and 87% of the handle is on the minus three and a half. For the total of 212 and a half, 67% of the bets, 69% of the handle is on the... At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Over to 12 and a half. Don't really have a feel for this total. I kind of, you know, think I lean under. Just because we've seen unders do so well here in the NBA playoffs. That I'm just... I think maybe with both of these teams' defensive intensities, the, the the numbers that they have put up defensively, maybe game one becomes a feeling out process, if you will, and it goes under between these two teams. Game one between the Celtics and the Heat did not go under. The Heat coming off the Celtics coming off of that game seven win over the Bucks, and they lose game one, one eighteen to 107. The game did go under in game one of the Bucks series where they lost 101-89 and game one of the Nets went over uh, 115 to 114. As for the Golden State Warriors, in their game ones, game one against Dallas was an over. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. Uh, no. 112... Uh, that go over total was total was 216 so yes it went way under okay so game 1 of that series was lined at 216 against the Mavericks that goes under game 1 of the Grizzlies went over that was lined at 227 and we had uh, over that one and then game 1 against the Nuggets went way over so they played two overs and an under 
the Celtics played two unders and, and an over, right? That makes sense? So that's what we have for the totals from both of these teams. 212, I think, is a good number. I don't have a, a feel either way. Like I said, I would lean under right now. But uh, for me, probably I would just be taking a look at the side in this one. And, um, you know, I kind of feel like I kind of feel like I've made a decision on the side. I think I'm going to go. With, I think I'm going to take the points in this series. And, and I, I think that there's been a lot of I don't want to call it overreaction because it's a rightful reaction to just how good the Golden State Warriors are. And what they've done in these playoffs. I feel like not enough is being made about the Boston Celtics and their ability and the scoring that they can provide from Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and the team defense that they play where at times it's, you know, I mean, mean, you look at those numbers, 101 points per game against them in these playoffs. Now, they're not scoring as much as the, as the Warriors, but, man, are they playing defense. And that's the way they're going to have to play this series. I think maybe a little bit of rust for the Warriors coming off of, you know, a little bit of a break. Possibly Celtics maybe needing to take some time, adjust to the shooting now in a new location, playing in San Francisco. Uh, this season, the Celtics played the Celtics. By the way, and I talked about this yesterday, they are the only team, only franchise, uh, to have a winning record against Steve Kerr in his Warriors tenure. Just uh, you know, just bringing that up. They're the only team that has had um, that record against uh, this team. So they played them this season uh, in. San Francisco on Wednesday, March 16th. And the Celtics won that game 110-88. to And then they played on Friday, uh, December 17th. Uh, well, I guess that one was first, whatever. Friday, December 17th. That was a 111-107 loss. Oh, no, that was at home. So, yeah, they, they played them twice this year. That's it. And the, the game that was in San Francisco was 110 to 88. So a 198 total. Uh, but the Celtics were the team that scored 110 points in that game. Obviously, there at that point, there's, um, you know, no dream. Oh, yeah, Draymond Green did play in that game. Didn't play much, though. Came, uh, off the bench. Uh, had Steph Curry only scored three points in 14 minutes. That was the game that he got hurt against Marcus Smart. That's right. So that was the game that Curry got hurt in. And that uh, that's a big reason why. Um, but I mean, they only scored 17, they only scored 17 points in the first quarter, 15 points in the second quarter. They had a 37 point third quarter and just 19 in the fourth quarter. Curry did play 14 minutes before leaving the game with the foot injury. Jordan Poole got the start in that game. He scored 29 points. I lean under. I lean under in game one. I lean Celtics in game one. That's that's what I'm looking at. And you know, I'm already on 
Marcus Smart to be the Finals MVP. Obviously, you got got you know Jason Tatum, the favorite for a reason. I don't think it would be Jalen Brown. I think there's paths for multiple Celtics based on the narrative, not just Jason Tatum. For the Warriors, I find it very, very, very hard for somebody other than Steph Curry to win this award. And I know the Warriors do a great job of spreading the ball around and spreading the scoring around. And if Steph's not scoring, well, he's going to facilitate to somebody else and maybe Clay or Wiggins or Jordan Poole, and that's great. But to me, I think the narrative, because again, this is a voted on award. I think the narrative, and it would have to be like going into like the, the games prior to game four, because you know, sometimes we see that that final closeout game, uh, you know, and by game four, I mean the fourth win, that that closeout game doesn't matter much. Like the award is already decided at that point. And I think that if Steph Curry is not the guy who's doing all the scoring, and maybe it's somebody like Jordan Poole, like I said, or, or Andrew Wiggins, wouldn't that mean that Steph Curry is, is being the facilitator? And so maybe there's a game where Curry doesn't have the big-time scoring numbers, but because... Maybe Marcus Smart's doing a tremendous job D'ing up on him. Curry's got double-digit assists. He had 11 assists in the Game 3 win against Dallas. He had 9 assists in the Game 5 win against Dallas. Can't you say that Steph Curry, the facilitator, to go along with his presence and scoring would be the reason why the Warriors would win the series in in that regard. Like Klay Thompson had 32 points in in game five, but Steph with the nine assists, a big game. You know, Steph had 31 points and 11 assists in game three against Dallas. So I just think that if the Warriors win, you throw in the fact that, man, they've won three titles and he hasn't gotten an MVP. I think the only argument you can make is really for the first one where Iguodala won because Durant was the best player on the floor in those two finals that they won, uh, you know, against the Cavaliers. I, I think that the path is open for other players on the Celtics, not so much the Golden State Warriors. That's the NBA Finals MVP. What about the Stanley Cup Final MVP? Now, we don't know who's going to play in the Stanley Cup final just yet. We've only had one game in each, the Eastern Conference Finals and the Western Conference Finals. But we can take a look at each team and we can kind of make the same process of elimination in determining who we can consider to win this award. Are there dark horse long shot candidates? Absolutely. But is it realistic for them? We'll explain coming up next. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.